Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Coast to Coast Combat Hour. I'm your host, Matthew Hawkins. And as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Ed Carbohal. Weekly, we are brought to you by AllAccessMMA.com. Check out AllAccessMMA.com for our video podcast, MMA news and MMA stories. Ed, how's it going, brother? Pretty good. <clears throat> Back on our regularly scheduled evening of Wednesday midweek, so we can catch up on all the nonsense from the week before and look ahead to the fights coming up this weekend. Yes, sir. So, uh, I mean, I guess we just jump right into it, looking back to this past weekend a bit. Um, and I'm not going to go through the UFC card, um, although there was some some nice fights and uh, it seemed like uh, the overall event was received well. The the mm-hmm. idea of the event seems to have yeah. been received well. The, the, the uh, Noche, uh, mm-hmm. UFC Noche. So, uh, you know, the, the thing everybody's talking about is the main event. Uh, Valentina Shevchenko, Alexa Grasso defending her title uh, and the scorecards, which were at least one scorecard in the fifth round was pretty unacceptable and uh, as as close to a sign of incompetence or corruption that I've personally mm. ever probably seen um, in any sport. I mean, if this happened in boxing, if this happened, I mean, if, if it happened in boxing, we'd be hearing about how corrupt boxing is over and over mm-hmm. again. Like that, that story that gets told it, which it had a lot of, uh, you know, especially in the, in the, you know, Tyson eighties night, early nineties, stuff like that. There was obviously more obvious, uh, scenes of, uh, of potential corruption, mm-hmm. but this one, you got a ref, a judge named Mike Bell, who, uh, who's, inexplicably scored the 10th round or the, I'm sorry, the fifth round 10, mm-hmm. nine for Alexa Grasso uh, around where she was being beat up Eight. until about 90 seconds left. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then she, she turned the tides managed to get in very good positions, uh, threaten a submission, but not a 10, eight round ever in, in anybody's book through any, any recollection of the history of the sport. Yeah. Has anybody ever scored uh, a round like that? 10, eight, at least in, mm-hmm. I shouldn't say that it's never been exposed. It's never been an issue where it's arising, you know, had, mm-hmm. had the other scorecard, maybe had Valentina winning um, and her winning it with the other one being a weird card. People probably wouldn't talk about it as much because it wouldn't have affected the outcome of the fight. Yeah. Um, Obviously, there's a 50-50 vote, basically, mm. on who everybody thinks won the fight. I personally scored it for Shevchenko three rounds to two. Mm. Um, although, Grasso, I did give the last round to. So, it, it wasn't that the rounds were scored wrong. It's just that 10-8. And to throw that in on the last round of a championship fight just looks terrible. I mean, yeah. it's just the optics of it. Of <clears throat> I don't even know if Mike Bell's a bad judge. We, we don't, mm. We've we never talked about him. Mm-hmm. Um, he doesn't fall in the... Uh, the Sal, Sal and Chris Lee, and yeah, the Crosby's and the, yeah. the Adelaide Birds and stuff for the world, but um, it uh, it it was a it was a shitty way for an event. And now, obviously, it kind of worked for the crowd. And, and Shevchenko even in uh, kind of insinuated that mm-hmm. you know I'm fighting in Vegas on Mexican Independence Day, yeah. um, and I. I feel like she has a point. Obviously, fans don't yeah. want to hear that, but there is something no, and, to and, that. And uh, I'm I'm going to chime in there because I mean, obviously, me being Mexican, I'll 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 say the same thing that she yeah she probably does have a point because yes, it was in Vegas. It was the UFC's virtue signal event for that Dana White decided 
you know, mid midway through the year, what like six months ago that he wanted to do this thing in T-Mobile Arena, just because a Mexican reporter from a Mexican news outlet pointed out to him that nothing was going on in boxing, um, you know, that day on 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 that that in Vegas anyway, where their headquarters are. That why why aren't you doing something? Kind of how they because he dropped the ball with you know having Brendan Moreno could have been on you know you could have done a real big card doing something in Mexico City so and Dana White even said it again last night after Contender Series like he admitted that yes they have been dropping the ball and he's always trying kind of wanted to capitalize on Mexican fight my fans fandom so this is his thing despite all that the numbers that came out of it according to him anyways uh, you know I think someone else put out the numbers from uh, UFC. Viewership on ESPN Plus was the highest it ever was uh, because of this event. So, you know, now he's going to do it, you know, every year. He says UFC Notes is going to be a thing every year. So, you know, but I guess better late than never or whatever, you know, for, for someone that says he's been trying to do it for since he took over the business. But um, I actually, that's why, I, one of the reasons I didn't watch it, the other reason was it was my brother's birthday. Happy birthday, Mark. Um, I, so I was with my family doing stuff. So, and you know, there's Mexican Independence Day stuff that was happening in, in my old hometown too. So I just wasn't around for it. I saw the highlights. If you watch the highlights, I I, I feel like Grasso won. But based on everyone that knows what they're looking at and what they saw, a lot of folks are are saying the same thing you just said, as far as like how the fight could have went. For it to go a draw, that's uh you know that's the uh, the Endeavor owned UFC. I mean uh, uh, again. Luca Fury, who who um, he makes his you know he, he makes his uh, name in the sport by by through uh, uh, betting fights uh, longer than anyone else else has been doing it, and he even said the whole thing like last night when Dana White was calling out this situation, you know he pointed out he's like you never make a thing out of it when it's um you know the the, the two guys all the people we've mentioned in the in the mm-hmm. so why is it why is all of a sudden you're you're putting you know I I think it's just all. You know, to keep to keep folks on board for the next one, and and um, I, I just wasn't a fan of all the comments and stuff that came after that. And again, I'm Mexican, and you know that was the first thing I thought. I was like, okay, it's a draw because they just don't they they don't, they don't want to sour the grapes of their very first UFC noche. Um, you know, again, and I, I have to be honest though, I did not watch the fight again, like because I was doing everything I was doing on Saturday, so. When I watch it, maybe I'll change my answer, but um, I just uh, I didn't feel like I was. I, apparently, the card was good too, and the fight was really good, but I didn't feel like I was missing anything just because I I feel like I don't like any of this force shit. You know how they do the rainbow kits in June, and like now you're doing this because you realize that you there's a fan base you can grasp. It just it's all forced and fake to me. Just do it naturally. I think that's why boxing does it better because it just happened naturally in boxing for years. Um, but now he says he'll do it every year, whether boxing is on or not. And the, the sport, I mean, not for nothing, the sport's big enough that he can do it. So I don't mind that at all. I don't mind that at all. So, but I, I can't hear you. I think you just unplugged. Got me now? Yeah. Okay. Sorry about that. Um, I don't really believe the ESPN numbers unless I see some actual official numbers. People mm-hmm. just Dana White coming out and saying it had 1.1 million 
new eyeballs to the sport. Mm. That seems really, really odd. That seems really, really odd. So especially when football is on and yeah. So you're basically <laughs> telling me that double the combate Mexican audience <laughs> who, who who watches combate double that crowd decided to randomly tune into their first UFC event on yes. <laughs> I, I just, I don't, I simply don't believe it. Mm. Um, I don't think that there was, the promotion wasn't good enough. What would make you believe that they would be able to attract a record breaking crowd? Uh, it, they didn't even, the event didn't even sell that well. You know, they were yeah. kind of, you know, they, you could get tickets for all time cheap. You know, no, every, that's what I'm saying. Like everything was so forced, even making that belt for grass home. Like you're making a belt that you could possibly lose. It looks, it doesn't look good. So <laughs> as far getting back to the fight though, real quick, like no matter you could watch the fight and you could think Grosso wins three rounds to two. Mm-hmm. And I'd have no problem with that. I could even rewatch the fight and maybe make a reason for Grosso to win three rounds to two. It was a very close fight, which is what's kind of makes it kind of ironic because I don't have a problem with the draw, but it's just how it got there. Wasn't the organic way how you'd get to a draw. There was no actual 10-8 round. There was no point deduction. There was no, you know, there was none of that. So that's what you, you need one of those things to happen in order to create a draw or a 10-10 round, which we, we see very rarely and honestly would have made more sense because there was a round or two in there, which was kind of a coin flip. So if you were going to try to, if you were going to try to, you know, and, I, and I'm not even saying this guy influences the cards because he doesn't mm-hmm. know what the edges judges are saying. It just seems like he's kind of going, well, he got to the last 30 seconds of the fight. And he's like, well, I think Grosso won that fight. And I know if I score this the right way, mm-hmm. it's not going to it's not going to show that. So I'm just going to give her another point. Uh, it'll it'll yeah. make, you know what I mean? It makes my yeah. card a draw. That way she doesn't lose on my cards because I think she won. I mean, I don't know what's going through the minds, but um but basically, my point is that the the, score, the fight was extremely close. It has nothing. No matter who you thought won, right? Either way is irrelevant. It's that we had a situation where, with a championship fight in the fifth round, we had our most egregious ten eight scored round in the history yeah. of the sport. When Which we've seen I... dudes get murdered in a cage and it yeah. not get not get put down as a ten eight. Yeah, and I mean. And that's why it's getting talked about until we're already halfway into the, the, the upcoming weekend and people are still talking about it. Seems to be a lot of commission stuff in the news lately. Um, <clears throat> just before we started recording, I want to mention this because it's worth noting, especially with all the one championship fans that that listen to this pod- podcast. It looks like the ABC is pushing back on uh, rules against Colorado for the, the global rule set that they use. Eric McGracken just tweeted that out just be, uh, like an hour or so before we started recording, and he um, he's got an article up on Combat Sports Law. I'm gonna have to jump into, but you know, it just it's it's funny to me. Like the sport's big enough that competition can actually there's all these other promotions that can't compete with the UFC, and now the ABC wants to push back on somebody that that the one time they came here, everybody knew about it, and uh, and all of a sudden the ABC takes issue with that. You know, the, we got to stop acting like the fight business is not like, uh, you know, a good old boys network that where everyone's palms get greased. Like it sounds like Mark Rat- Mark Ratner made a phone call. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, they had him speaking at the last thing that they just had in Vegas the past July. The, the yeah, I mean, the, yeah. that's it's, it's ridiculous. They just put on an event. It was successful. Mm-hmm. Everybody raved about the event. They yeah, were talking about sing- coming back four more times in 2024. There was so. not there wasn't a single yeah. knee thrown to the head in that fight. So there's nothing to judge wanting to change that on. Second of all, I don't understand the, the we don't even have unified rules in MMA. 
Like, there's no unified rules. They don't. There was a situation this past weekend where they didn't even know if Grosso's knees to the head of Shevchenko were legal because mm. people don't know what the I rules in the Vegas are. Yeah. So they don't know. Now, now apparently, you have to has to be a weight bearing hand. It's not just <laughs> hand touching the ground, you know. And I, I mean, me, nobody follows it closer over the last. 25 years in me and you and we don't even know the fucking rules when it comes to a grounded opponent we yeah. brought this up multiple times this goes back to musasi and weidman and mm-hmm. i mean just years ago of, of controversy on what the heck are your rules here um so there's just that so i the abc like they do some good stuff obviously they we, we're learning some changes mm-hmm. that have been made to uh you know the replay thing was good that that came up uh the other night where uh, it saved a fighter uh uh a, a, a loss it became mm-hmm. a no contest mm-hmm. um which i find is interesting because the really only winner in that situation is the ufc mm-hmm. because it's because when there becomes a no contest they don't have to pay a winner's salary so they've already just saved themselves you know tens of thousands of dollars by not having to pay that out so mm-hmm. that's kind of an interesting little <laughs> scenario where you know when when that happens the fighters both fighters get punished yeah. uh you know so that that sucks but um yeah, man, I just, I, I, I don't, I, one championship was a breath of fresh air. Let's hope that, you know, our commissions and our, the ABC and all these people who have enough time, trouble, you know, passing rules and, you know, cause they can't come out with a study to, to make anything reasonable on why the knees shouldn't be allowed. It's yeah. been done over and over again, you know, and yeah, and, I'm, and, I'm going to have to read the stuff that there's four pages of stuff that they, they put out. So I have to read through it, but. Yeah, we'll yeah, you got me fired. Up. You got me fired up. That was one of the <laughs> the grounded knees was one of the one of the good things that could come back to this mm-hmm. sport and and give it a little bit of a pump in the arm, you know. So, um, so that's it, kind of on the Grosso, obviously Shevchenko situation as well. Really good fight. I'd recommend mm-hmm. watching it. It won't be a waste of your time. It was it was one of the better yeah. championship fights back and forth, female. Yeah, male, no I what. saw I saw people called comparing it to like because they're gonna. You know, last night he said they're gonna they, they had their book they're gonna book a rematch after Valentina gets her hands taken care of or whatever happened, but um, the, I mean they're talking about doing it a third time and people were calling it the Moreno Figueroa version, you know, like for the women's uh, division over there with the with what's happening and I was like, hey, if, if that's what it's like, then I'm looking forward to you know wa- watching it when I can watch it and um, a rematch for sure. Yeah, no, I mean, I think it's a fight that has to happen. It sucks that we got to have another rematch. Like, I mean, but had Shevchenko won the fight, we were probably going to get a trilogy anyway. So mm-hmm. it's 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 a f- inevitable. She's going to get another shot, hopefully. And <laughs> you know, maybe you're not like. Hopefully, they don't try to do it in Mexico. Hopefully, we just keep this on the straight. Like, let's just do this fight because there's already enough. You, we don't need to set it up where something again can happen. And home crowds do influence stuff. There's no doubt about that. And it doesn't matter if it's in Ireland, which we're going to get to with the Bellator card later, or, you know, Vegas or Mexico or Russia or anywhere. If people, uh, Middle East, there's a reason why Islam likes to fight in 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 Abu Dhabi. You mm-hmm. know, these guys aren't stupid. There's a reason why Grasso mm-hmm. wants to fight in Mexico City. You mm-hmm. know? <laughs> I mean, you get cheers everywhere. You can only put so many people in the arena, but there is a home field advantage when it comes to judging. And this goes, that goes back to the Olympics, you know, hundred years ago. So uh, there's that, but um, I got this weekend now and uh, Saturday we do have uh, Bellator 299, but real quick, there is BKFC 50 on Friday. Speaking of Colorado, they returned to Broomfield, Colorado, mm-hmm. uh, just outside of Denver. Chris Camozzi, who most MMA fans will know from his runs in 
everywhere. This is part <laughs> that Monica Monica Franco's on this card too. Correct. Uh, Monica Franco is one of the prelims. I believe she's a free prelim. So mm-hmm. even if you're not paying for Bellator, if any of our listeners are, are, are fans of her due to your previous interviews, um, I believe they can catch that fight uh, on uh, YouTube or the Bellator app or all that stuff mm-hmm. uh, free of charge on their on their free uh, preview fights. But um, yeah, I mean this isn't the loaded card that we had for the 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 first fight there with the rock holds and stuff. Mm-hmm. But, um, but, uh, Lorenzo hunt, one of their goats currently, you know, I mean, short of uh, lack of a term, like one of the greatest so far in the first five years of BKFC, um, he, he defends his title. He's coming off of the scintillating win over Mike Richmond, which goes down as one of the most violent two minutes of any combat sport you could ever watch. Um, he fights Chris Camozzi, who's been successful in BKFC, was fairly successful in Bellator, more of a stand-up fighter, seems to be doing that better than, you know, UFC, where they just fed him to Jacare two or three times, uh, which never really made a whole lot of sense. Uh, a prime Jacare, you know, they, they fed him to. So, um, and, and Josh Copeland, uh, Huggy Bear, another familiar name from PFL and uh, UFC and all that other stuff. He's on the co-main event. So uh, good to see BKFC. Also good to see that they've got like five, six events lined up. So that's always a good sign for when a promotion is already months ahead in the planning for events. Um, So we never know how they get funded. We've brought it up a million times, but Mm -hmm. keep putting on shows guys. At least I I appreciate it. And uh, again, in a world of cookie cutter, uh, let's just, let's keep trying to push the envelope. Something unique. Yeah. Something different. So so that's Friday night. So that's, that's your, probably your best Friday night entertainment uh, combat wise, at least I'm sure there's an LFA and all that other stuff on. Uh, But but then Saturday uh, we get Bellator 299, um, which, a lot maybe thought was the countdown towards the last potential Bellator 300. And then we got an announcement that 301 is mm-hmm. happening in Chicago in November. So that's a good sign as well. Um, even if there's an eventual sale to the PFL or somebody else or some it, sort of control or whatever the hell people want to be right about. Yeah. But at least, <laughs> at least, at least fight cards are getting put out there. Yeah. Um, hypothetically, they should happen, you know, um, and and the 301 card is it looks special. So we'll get mm-hmm. to that eventually when when that comes around. Um, this weekend though, Saturday Saturday morning early start, uh, 11 uh, a.m. Eastern time prelim start. So uh, 8 a.m. here on the West Coast. One of the better loaded uh, Irish cards uh, mm-hmm. that they they've put on um, with some names that were usually staples here in the United States um, on cards. So. Um, I know you got it brought up right now. You know, it opens up with a banger here. Uh, anytime Sabah Hamasi's fighting, mm-hmm. you know it ain't going to be boring. I don't know if he's going to win based off his, you know, 17-11 record. <laughs> he's, he's, you know, he's about a 65% winner. But, uh, but uh, you know, leaving Chokeli uh, brings a, a winning streak into the fight. And, uh, you know, probably a little bit more of a fine-tuned MMA fighter, Hamasi, kind of a brawler. Uh, I think that that's something that he carries with him, at least yeah. in the sense of, uh, you know, a Paul Daly, uh, you know, kind of, you know, just a guy who goes out there and leaves it in the cage, you know, is not going to not gonna look to to grind out a decision. So Yeah, definitely entertainment value in the fight. On Bellator.com has 69% of the fans uh, siding with uh, – Chokeli for for to get the win, but um, you know I I can't disagree with that. But like 
again, it's it's uh, usually I feel like when they go to to Dublin and Europe and stuff like that, I just feel like it's uh, or locations like that. I feel like uh, we always get like weird outcomes on fights, so I, th- I think it's anybody's fight. Um, but I, I don't disagree with the fan the fan picks on the Bellator website. Yeah, um, no, I mean that makes that makes sense, and uh, you know, uh, like yeah. I said, uh, you know, it's it's a good opening fight. Like you mm-hmm. know, you want you want crowd, especially you want people to turn in at you know brunch time, then uh, <laughs> yeah, then, then then keep their eyes on it in a world where college football and everything else is going to be yeah, especially crazy. yeah. That's the other good thing about this card being early because then you can still get into your football if that's if that's what you like doing since the season started. But uh, second fight, Mads Burnell versus Daniel Weichel. Um, you know, Weichel, I should say, because uh, he's from Germany. He uh, He's definitely like a with a 42-14 and 14 record, he's a Bellator staple. That's one of the names. Like, as soon as I see his name, it's hard for me not to pick him. But uh, Mads Burnell can also, you know, check that off on his resume. And it looks like uh, 71% of the fans on Bellator.com are picking him to win. Um, but I, I, I like my old school guy, so I'm, I'm sticking with Weichel. You know, yeah, I mean, it, to me, it's kind of a coin flip fight. Like you said, you kind of got the Wiley veteran, mm-hmm. 60 fights, and he's fighting the guy who has had some really, you know, fascinating wins, you know, uh, early on, and then, you know, suffered a couple tough losses. So, you know, Weichel, I think, is kind of on the backside of his career. I think he's kind of a win-one-lose-one kind of guy at this point, especially when he's fighting the top guys in Bellator's, but, um, or in Bellator, but, uh, I'll, I'll go with you there. Uh, let's, I'll give the veteran, the, the Wiley guy, mm-hmm. uh, you know, especially if this is potentially all these people's last fight in Bellator, then, uh, then yeah, let's say Weichel, one of the guys who's been around for God knows forever, mm-hmm. uh, it picks up another win here and, and, uh, and gets his 43rd victory. And then this, this women's featherweights bout, um, I'll, I'm scratching my head on this one. Only because I know Kavanaugh had that knee uh, surgery injury, and I don't remember how well she bounced back from that, um, or when from her if she fought after that, because my my memory's just fuzzy with all the fights we're watching. Um, it looks like sixty four percent of the fans on the Beltor.com are picking Kavanaugh to win. I, I feel like that's just because of name recognition against Collins, because she's only four and zero, but um. I, this is one I'm not going to make a pick on. I just want to see it because I just ha- I, I maybe it's because my knees bother me right now <laughs> that uh, I, uh, I I I feel like that's might not be something she's completely over, but I know she's tough as nails too. But um yeah, uh, I, I'm interested. This is probably a fight that I'm really just curious to see how it goes. Yeah, I mean Kavanaugh's beat a couple of your uh, your crushes here in Janae Harding and <laughs> Leah McCourt in her last two fights. So, uh, you know, uh, I, I I can see why you might want to root against her there. But um, <laughs> uh, I, yeah, I mean the events in Ireland. She's Irish. Mm-hmm. Well, you got to put the card. You know, you got to put a couple of local favorites. You're gonna. Oh no, no, I get it, but mm-hmm. I don't. I think these promotions now doesn't mean Sarah Collins can't win, but I don't think these promotions put fights together to have the hometown people lose, mm-hmm. you know, I, and, and I'm not saying that there's, you know, I, I feel like that there's a reason why they would put this fight together and, you know, they want Kavanaugh, especially when this isn't a top heavy Irish card. Like yeah. we kind of get, uh, you, you know, we've, we'd either get a Queely who's on the prelims, but usually he's mm-hmm. a main card guy. Yeah. Um, 
and we kind of get some of that. So I feel like there's kind of got to be like a, a a celebration moment in the arena, and I I think that this is probably the fight. So I'll go with Kavanaugh, especially coming off two good wins over mm-hmm. two the two good fighters that I mentioned previously um, after her loss to Chris Cyborg. So um, I'll, I'll I'll go with Kavanaugh to win, but um, you know I, I I'll go with her to win. I, I don't probably decision. I most. You know, it's 145 female, so there's a chance of a finish more likely, but mm. I'll still go with the decision by for Kavanaugh, kind of grind it out and uh, get a chance to, you know, crowd just throw some beers up for a little bit there. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and then Aaron Pico takes on Pedro Carvalho in this in this featherweight bout, which is like the co-main event of the of the card. Uh, I feel like Carvalho's had a bit of a rough run lately. Um, but I don't know if Pico, because he's a, he is kind of like a more experienced mixed martial artist. If you look at their time in the sport, um, I know P- the Pico's a younger, more, you know, uh, more athletic guy. Um, definitely has the power to drop him. Um, hmm. I forget what I put on my topology picks, but I, I I feel like I may have picked Pico to get like a, a another TKO, just because I know Carvalho. Has has had a uh, rough couple of last fights, so maybe I, I'm siding with Pico just be for that reason. But uh, it should be should be a, a good fight. It definitely should be a good fight. It is crazy <laughs> to see that we're getting Pico into his 15th or 16th bout now. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's been a hell of a run over the last, you mm-hmm. know, uh, what six years ish. Uh, what was the date on that? I forget even the year. It was June 24th. It was the <laughs> 180 in Vegas. That's when he made his debut. Or, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, in New York, but that's when he made his debut. Um, yeah, I mean, I just think that Pico is, we've said it a million times, I think he's a special talent. I think he's probably more talented at just about every single aspect of MMA over Pedro Carvalho. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean it's a gimme, though, um, as he has four losses, and he was probably more talented than the four people who beat him um, in those fights. Yeah. Uh, but um, you know, other than maybe submission, Carvalho might be a little more clean with his jiu-jitsu. Um, mm-hmm. Pico, obviously, stronger with the wrestling and, and just the just the stableness of, of being able to control himself on the ground. Um, and he's just got crazy power in his And head. he's got crazy power. So <laughs> I can't pick against Pico. This is a 16th fight. This will be the 16th time I probably mm-hmm. picked him to win. Uh, I, I don't – I don't – I just – I there's – we watched him both in the beginning. You see it. You see the hand speed. You see stuff that reminds you of Vitor Belfort, reminds you of the guys that you've seen in the past where you kind of just go, that guy's special. And that's been something that's been known for a while. Um, and obviously he's had to go through some ups and downs. But I think that those are going to – I think that as long as he's able to avoid brain injury and more, getting knocked out more, <laughs> you know, yeah. like um, I think that he, he could learn from – obviously has learned from that stuff. And, I mean, he had the shoulder injury loss to, to mm-hmm. Jeremy Kennedy – kind of fluke you know what i mean i hate to call yeah. it kind of fluke but it was an injury loss uh, still in a crazy fight that, <laughs> in, in, in a, in, but the fight never really even got started yeah. you know what i mean like so well, the fact never... that he was trying to reset his shoulder like it was some sort of rambo movie and keep fighting just shows you the type of fighter that he is oh yeah so. i mean i was in the arena that was a that was a that was a groaning moment you know, <laughs> the crowd He's watching trying to that. snap it back in mid-fight Ugh, yeah that, that was funny <laughs> It's one where you're kind of just you felt a little bit robbed because you're like, damn, this should be a really good fight, and yeah. I can't compete to his capability because really, I don't recall it being something Kennedy did. I think it was just his arm just came out. Yeah, yeah, he posted out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I'm gonna go with Pico. This is you know we talk about a big event. This is a special kind of co-main event for mm-hmm. for an Irish card. This is what kind of stacks it. 
Um, I know Bellator's kind of trimming a little bit of their fat right now with the sale going on. So honestly, looking at the next few cards, including this one, like I have no problem if we're just going to start stacking cards. Cause yeah. you know, I mean, like I, I kind of feel like that's what should have always been done. You know, uh, with Bellator is every, even if it's, even if we get less events, if it's one a month or one every two months, at least they should be loaded. It, and it makes the events more about. special if you don't have them every goddamn weekend. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's weird to say that considering there was a time that, that we wanted that would, yeah. <laughs> would have given any given, you know, I would have given years off my life at a time just to have more MMA, you know, and, and now, now it's, there's so much that it's, mm. it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's a weird world. <laughs> it's, yeah, the, I never, I never expected not the fandom, not the fandom we were expecting when we wanted that. That's for no, sure. but we should have, but you, what we should have known when, you realize when everything that goes mm-hmm. mainstream and uh, mm-hmm. and poppy kind for of uh, for sure, you know, well, we should listen to third base a long time ago, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. All right. All right. So uh, main, main event, ev- main event, undefeated champion Johnny Eblen, the uh, human cheat code, coming off of destructions of Musasi and Tokov. Yeah. Two of two of my two of my guys. Um, Faces Fabian Edwards, 12 and 2. Um, I mean, I think Johnny Eblem is, is, uh, or Eblen is, is, wins this fight. I mean, yeah. if it's not a clean sweep across five rounds, I think he probably finishes him with a, with a, you know, head and arm choke or side choke or something like yeah. that. You know, I, I don't see any, I mean, in a world where anything can happen, obviously anything can happen, but I, I don't see any way that, that, uh, other than other than travel, you know, mm-hmm. fatigue, yeah. or you know, he ends up at a Dublin pub the night before. Yeah, you know I, what I, I mean. Have to, I'd have to check his record to see if he's fought over. I don't re- recall him fighting outside of the U.S. yet. So that's a really good that's a really good uh, check to put on under his name for for this one. However, you know, I, I covered when he beat Musasi. I was at that event covering for my MMA news. And sitting in front of him, I think that that's, that interview is actually on this YouTube channel, if folks want to look at it, where he talks about how just the way he, I, I mean, what it's not just his skill and athleticism that make, make him such a great fighter. It's, it's, it's his, uh, he's very cerebral in his approach to fights. And if you look at the, the way he approached that Musasi fight, like what he said to us during that, that media scrum back, back, uh, you know, not this past summer, the summer before is when that happened in June. Um, he literally did exactly what he said he was going to do because he had, you know, he had taken the mistakes that uh, was it Vanderford, I believe that fought. Uh, I forget who fought. I think it was, was it Vanderford? I don't remember who fought that, but he took the mistakes that either Vanderford, whoever was made and then, and kind of like put it in his own mind and said, all right, I'm not going to rush it. And, and, you know, he took his time to win that fight. And then we, we see him. So he, he's, there's something about, his mental approach to whoever he fights. I don't know if it's just him and his team or just the way he studies the fight himself. But ever since that particular fight, I, it's been fun watching him fight just because he calls himself the human cheat code. And he's like living that it's no wonder that he earned that name because it just seems that he, he figures everyone out. That's why he's 13 and 0 right right now. And I know 13 and 0 is still, when you look at, you know, the Khabib put a new mark on, on being 27 and 0, so, but like, like when you get past 10, 11 fights and you keep that, Oh, 
you're something special. And um, if he can get past Edwards here, who's a who I believe is ranked number one in the division here at Bellator, while they still have rankings, um, I I think it's it's he, he's somebody that whatever happens in these next after these next two events that you need to keep him. People should be throwing money at him to keep him because he's 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 definitely a special fighter, especially at 185. Yeah, I mean, his last three wins, Salter, Musasi, and Tokov are mm-hmm. all world-class wins. So, you know, and he's had, I think this is, will be his 10th or 11th fight in Bellator. So, mm-hmm. I mean, he basically, he came to Bellator when he was, uh, you know, when he was like, I mean, he was, he was young. He had only had a couple fights under his, under his belt. So, um, he's kind of developed over there with good competition and, and a little bit of a spotlight, you know, mm-hmm. not, not completely hidden from the, the world, you know, and, and getting experience and stuff and fighting in different arenas. So I, I, I think that there is a lot to be said and, and I haven't rooted for him. I mean, that's just the truth. He fought two guys that I'm a big fans of in Tokov and Musasi. Uh, but now that he's beaten those guys, um, he's somebody that I will watch fight because he did it with class. There was no, you know what I mean? Like he, he, yeah. he's, he does, he's kind of the workman, you know, he does, it's not, he's not the most exciting guy. You're not going to see a spinning back fist knockout, you know, like you're not going to, at least you're not going to expect to, again, anything could happen. He'll probably do it this weekend after I said that, but you know what I mean? Like he, he, you expect kind of a grind out. I'm going to beat you up and I'm going to basically take your will in, in the fight. And, and yeah, super successful in that. And, and, you know, I mean, he had Musasi looking like, you know, Musashi was an amateur by the fourth, fifth round of that fight. Musashi didn't even want to be in there anymore. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And uh, and and that's when you can do that to a guy who's, you know, Musashi's had his emotional kind of roller coaster of some. Yeah. But when you're able to turn a guy in the middle of a fight, you know, like you you kind of take away their will frustrate to, them. And yeah. yeah, yeah. You put him, make him so frustrated that really they realize that they can't win a fight. You mm-hmm. kind of saw that in the eyes of his last couple opponents. So there's something there. It keeps winning. Whether it PFL buys it, whether his contract ends up and he ends up in UFC, or whether Bellator has another ten years in him, I, mm-hmm. I don't know. If we, I don't think anybody knows really uh, at this point. So, uh, but I, I think he's somebody that we're going to be hearing about for the next, you know, yeah. five to ten years uh, and making some noise. Will he be an undefeated UFC champion? Probably not. You know, like that's Khabib. You know, like there. Mm-hmm. But will he? Will he? beat a lot of guys and will he win a UFC championship there's, you know, or, or another promotions championship. I, I think that there's definitely uh, something that can happen with, with the skill set that he provides. And, and as you stated, 13 fights, he's still kind of a baby when it comes to this. So every single win, I mean, a win here just adds on to it, the experience and, uh, and you just wonder if there's another level that he can kick his, abilities up to then then you start talking okay now we may be talking about a guy who is getting to 25 and 0 and 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 something like that but dude i think it's a great fight i like to see a championship fight on on these smaller cards um and again just props to ufc for putting a championship fight on a on a fight night card i mean i think that that's the stuff we miss when you want to grow this sport Uh, Mm -hmm. i think that that's i think the fans have been taken advantage of in a sense that they'll eat up anything that goes out there and we're all guilty of just being willing to watch anything. Um, so when, when a promotion is willing to put fights on in, on events that won't necessarily make them a ton, you know, it's not, it's not going to make them the money of a pay-per-view for the UFC. Shevchenko mm-hmm. Gross, Shevchenko Grosso could have headlined a pay-per-view. It yeah. really could have. Um, and they could have done a pay-per-view on that weekend. Yeah. And, and it's still, told- still on ESPN plus. So, 
but yeah, and they're making some money, but it's not it's not the same, you know. It's it's just not. Although they would have had to stack the card more mm-hmm. and put more money into it, but yeah, I just like to see it when promotions do this. Bellator does a good job when they go to Ireland. It seems like we get a title fight. Um, mm-hmm. The last, you know, not every time. Sometimes we were getting Vincent Henderson kind of queely kind of things, but for the most part, it seems like the last three four times um, we've gotten title fights in Ireland on the on these cards. So again, that's uh, 11 a.m. start on the East Coast on Saturday. Um, there is a UFC that evening, Fiziev versus Gamrot. Hell of a main event. So yeah. it really works out. I mean, I'm, I'm it, interested to see just because this is Fiziev's first one after Gaethje to see if our theory about the Justin Gaethje effect holds true in this main event. So I am interested in that fight. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a good fight in a sense that they didn't put him in there with, you know, Dustin Poirier. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like he's he, not that not that Gamrot is not a game fighter he's got he's only suffered two losses in his career but i don't think he's somebody that you necessarily worry about the one punch knockout um where you're gonna you know what i mean like it's more like he's gonna take you down and beat you up on the ground and and Mm -hmm. that you know which is obviously not good for your brain either but fiziev's not you know he he, i don't he doesn't come off as somebody who's gonna be gun shy you know um but you will have to see how his brain holds up to you know big hits coming across and how much scar tissue and all the damage he suffered in that fight. So, um, but it works out great time-wise you got that in the evening and there's a couple of yeah. fights on that card too. So um, it kind of works out between yeah. BKFC Bellator and UFC. I mean, yeah, there's actually, for. there's actually uh, you guys know, I, I write, I do stuff for a spectation of sports, which is a, a streaming service that you can watch some regional MMA stuff that uh, I, I mentioned. I, I put a couple of interviews on the podcast already. Um, Cage Titans event in Massachusetts, Plymouth, Massachusetts is also Saturday night. Um, that we do have the sign up information on the description of the podcast if you guys want to sign up. There's a heavyweight title fight and a, a lightweight title fight on that card, too. Um, that uh, should be an inter- interesting uh title fights on that card. So, definitely a lot of stuff to watch this weekend if you're uh. I'm sure you'll be watching football, but you know, if you if you feel like taking a break or your team's not playing. There's a, there's a lot of fights going on. Exactly, exactly. So, all right. Thanks for listening, everyone. You can check out the show at tw- on on Twitter at Combat Hour, Coast to Coast Combat Hour on Instagram. What's Twitter? Yeah, I know. I'm not doing the X thing. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm not doing it. I decided a couple weeks ago. I meant to tell you that the X thing's just not working until it becomes. Yeah, no, normal, I, I, I know. It's it, it, it's it flows out better when you when you just yeah. Just I've done do it a million times doing. with yeah. Twitter. Yeah. Uh, Again, at Combat Hour on Twitter, Coast to Coast Combat Hour on Instagram. Follow me, Matthew Hawkins, at MMAHawk21 on Twitter and Instagram. Follow Ed on Twitter at Carbizol, Carbeerzol on Instagram, Oldhead Carb on Twitch. And again, uh, as mentioned earlier, you can check out our video podcast at allaccessmma.com. Check out allaccessmma.com for our video podcast, MMA news, and MMA stories. Thanks for listening, everybody. Enjoy your combat weekend. Um, let's hope judges get their uh, shit correct and we don't have to deal with uh, a week of uh, talking about a scorecard. Uh, it won't happen, but yeah. let's just cross <laughs> our fingers and uh, let's hope they stay away from grounded knees and <laughs> I hope everybody has a good weekend. Thanks Peace. for listening, everyone. <laughs>